for joining us on this week's episode of Gateway to the Smokies. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history and rich mountain cultures that we explore with weekly episodes. I'm Joseph Franklin McElroy, man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. My business is in travel, but my heart is in culture. Today's podcast, we're talking about hiking and uh, experiences in the Smokies. Uh, but first, let's talk about the sponsors, which happen to be me. <laughs> uh, imagine a place evocative of motors courts of the past and modern and vibrant with a chic Appalachian feel, a place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, grill those catch on a fire and eat, accompanied by fine wines or craft beers. Imagine a place with old-time music and world cultural sounds. Imagine a place where we're mountain heritage food and, uh, and, uh, with an under, and an underground speakeasy. There is no other place like the Meadowlark Motel in Maggie Valley. Your Smoky Mountain Adventure starts with where you stay. Smokiesadventure.com, Smokies plural, adventure singular. Information and listings about the Smokies. It's got information about hiking and wedding venues and books, and it's got resources like trail maps and guides and histories of the Smokies. The emphasis of Smokies Adventure is on outdoor recreation, outdoor life events like weddings and adventures, along with providing information on lodging, family entertainment, events, convention, honeymoons, and more. The goal of the site is to become the leading information portal of the Smoky Mountains. I have some upcoming events to tell you about. We haven't seen winter's final hurrah, but the first signs of springs are starting to emerge in Haywood County. Witness the changing of the stream seasons firsthand by joining a guided hike with the Haywood County Recreation. The guided hikes offer a chance to connect with fellow hikers and explore new trails with experienced local guides. It's only $10 per hike. Uh, and you can call 828-452-6789 uh, to find out more information. There's there's four hike, there's four hikes already lined up for March. There's March 9th, it's a 5.5-mile hike in the Little East Fork Trail in Shining Rock. March 16th is a 7.5-mile hike in the Boogerman Trail in the Cataloochee Valley of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. There's a, a March 19th, a 9.4-mile hike on the Little Cataloochee Trail in the lesser-traveled area of the Cataloochees. And on March uh, 30th, there's a 5.6-mile moderate hike on the Mountains to Sea Trail to Scott's Creek Overlook along the Blue Ridge Parkway. This is a, a part of the uh, installment. It's an installment in the Mountains to Sea Trial Hiking Series, hiking the MST through Haywood County, led by Kathy Abadi and Steve. I don't know his sister. <laughs> I just looked at that name. It's Shisapansky. So I'm assuming, I'm hoping I did justice to it. Um, upcoming at the Meadowlark. In today's world, you might forget that for all of history, humankind has lived or journeyed into environments that require fundamental survival skills in order to flourish. Wilderness survival, also known as bushcraft, is the ability to utilize natural and limited materials in the traditional ways to stay alive and escape danger. We might not think we need these skills if we avoid nature. But there's still instances where we might need to call upon them, including natural disasters, getting lost in the woods, extreme shifts in weather, accidents causing some form of incapacitation, and many other unforeseen circumstances. Therefore, it is prudent and wise for every human to have at least a rudimentary capability in the basic skills of survival. These include the ability to build a fire, build a shelter, tie knots, navigate without a GPS, apply first aid, evaluate and choose the right gears and supplies, and master the essentials of hiking and camping. The Meadowlark Smoky Mountain Heritage Center is proud to announce the addition of acclaimed author 
outdoor survival expert, record-setting hiker, elite wilderness search and rescue team member, Nancy East, to our roster of expert artists for 2022. Remember, she was on the program here a couple of weeks ago. And so we're having our first Wilderness Survival Skills Weekend with Nancy East on March 19th at 4 p.m. Uh, through March 20th to uh, all day, 11 p.m. Um, it's $275. Nancy will launch uh, the, the, with a presentation on Friday night uh, describing her adventures as a search and rescue member. And she's had some really exciting stories and, 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 and rescues to talk about. And then on Saturday, March 19th, we'll devote the enti- Nancy will devote the entire day to a variety of those survival skills uh, topics to ensure your safety, comfort, and enjoyment as you create memorable experiences hiking in the Great Smokies. Space is limited to 10 students to guarantee you get individual attention, and Nancy provides all the materials needed for the event. After the event, you will be able to have free barbecue and listen to wonderful music, like Mike uh, by uh, Mike Ogletree, who was a former drummer of Simple Minds on Saturday night. Uh, so it makes for a, a, an enjoyable weekend. You can go to our website, metalarkmotel.com, to uh, purchase your tickets or just call 828-926-1717 to reserve. And don't forget, I'm not going to go into the whole details, but there's a fishing camp coming up on April 15th and 16th at the Metal Ark Motel. And there's, it's going to be a two-day two event with lots of wonderful uh, fishing uh, uh, instruction, hands-on, um, you know, uh, going actually out to the streams and fishing. You know, uh, there'll be trout tails and entertainment and food and things like that. So, uh, again, you can go to call 828-926-1717 to find out more and make reservations. Now, a lot of you know I like to do a little poem sometimes. Uh, uh, since we're talking about hiking a lot today, I found one by Lawrence Hall, and it's called New Hiking Shoes for the Trail Ahead. While I was looking for something else, I found a pair of hiking shoes still in their box from a year ago in anticipation of a summer vacation that never was. And there was no holiday again that year. It was all coronavirus and foreign wars. I had forgotten those shoes, but here they are all ready for some sunlit summer road. While I was looking for something else, I found a pair of hiking boots and a bit of hope. So today we have a great guest. Uh, His name is Johnny Osborne. Um, He's a Tennessee native and he's an acclaimed long distance hiker, adventurer, rock climber, and mountain biker. Also renowned for his social media skills. With well over a million followers on various forms of social media platforms, Johnny is a master of creating memorable online hiking experiences of the Great Smoky Mountains for which he has a passion. Johnny also uses his social media skills to help brands like Blackberry Farm and Blackberry Mountain Resort. Hello, Johnny. How are you doing? Hey, Joseph. I'm doing well. How are you? Fine, fine. So we're talking about hiking uh Hiking uh, shoes? Do you do boots or sh- or sneakers? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do both. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes I trail run. Oh yeah, that's true. Cool. <laughs> so you were born and raised, you were born and raised in uh, East Tennessee, right? Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in East Tennessee my entire life. Grew up here in Blunt County um, on a small country farm. Playing outside was just normal and natural for me. So just where I am. Yeah, I grew up in I grew up in Western North Carolina, and you know, yeah. you know, grandfather had a small farm. We lived up on top of a mountain, and uh, you know, you're just living outside is basically what you do. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Uh, so you still live in Alcoa, Tennessee, right? I do. Yeah, I still live in Alcoa. I've been in Alcoa for about 15 years, but I've always been in Blount County, uh, which uh-huh. you know still butts up to uh, North Carolina, actually. Yeah. Well, what keeps you in the Smokies? Um, you know, the Smokies are really, really close to me. I mean, they're, it's a 20-minute drive from my home and from my work, from my office. It's just a few steps away. I'm, I can walk out of my office and be in the National Park in, in minutes, mm-hmm. which is really nice. So it's nice to, you know, just be able to get away and um, go for a quick hike after work or a picnic or an overnight trip. And 
I think the things that keep me um, going to the Smokies is just nice to go and unplug from society. You know, being in technology, um, it's nice to go and unplug and unwind from the stress of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you become so passionate about the great outdoors? I mean, besides the relaxation, I mean, there seems to be more of a, also a deep passion for it. Yeah. Um, gosh, my, my passion came from, uh, to the Smokies and stuff is from, um, my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my sister and I were little, when we were younger and my, our parents took us to the Smokies quite often and we'd go up for <coughs> picnics or to hike. And some of my most fondest memories are just of us playing in the streams. Uh, we, we did more stream playing than I think we did hockey. But um, just something my parents always did with us, um, going to the Smokies and you know, just having family fun, bonding time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've, you've become a real serious hiker. How did you become so serious about hiking? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um you know, I hiked early on in life, and um, as I got into school and college and all that, I stopped hiking as much and started um, running. I was a runner, and um, my sister kept on and on and on about, come hike with me, come hike with me, and I'm like, no, I've got this to run to do. I've got, you know, 10 miles, 15 miles, 20 miles, whatever I'm going to run, and no, I'm not going to go. I'm, you know, I'll just wait. And she was very persistent about it. And so she kept on and on and on. Finally, I gave in and went. But I'm, I'm really, truly glad that she did because, I mean, that um, her inviting me to come hike with her in the Smokies was, I mean, it just ignited a, a fresh spark. Um, and I fell, I fell in love with hiking in the Smokies all over again. I mean, it was just, I'd forgotten what it was like after all those times being away from it. So... Uh, a fun fact about my sister and I, as far as we know, um, we are the only two siblings that have hiked um, all the trails in the Smokies and, and are 900 milers. Wow, fabulous. Uh, yeah. Well, how, how often do you hike now? Um, I try to hike at least, oh my gosh, at least, <laughs> I, I try to hike at least three weekends. Um, and some during the week. Um, oh, I don't know how much. I mean, it's, <laughs> my knowledge just varies. And you got to feed that social media profile too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. The inter- internet is a, is a gaping maw that needs content. Yeah, I got to <laughs> keep creating content. <laughs> so, uh, have you had any ex- exciting adventures while hiking, like meeting a bear or a boar or something like that? Um, yeah, I've met both. Um, I was at. Um, what, what shelter was that? It was, um, oh gosh, I don't remember the name of the shelter, but I was getting water. I filled up my water bladder for my pack and I had just rinsed out my coffee cup and had it laying there by the water, uh, by the water source. And I'm leaning down there, um, just filling up my water bladder and this bear just walked up right behind me. And, I mean, probably 10 feet from me. I didn't see it, didn't hear it. Um, but I left my stuff there, backed away slowly, facing the bear the entire time. And it was just a curious bear. It walked up to my water bladder and my coffee cup and sniffed around a little bit. And he took his paw and he just, um, you know, to turn my water bladder over to smell it. And he ended up shredding the, the water bladder. And I had no bladder for the next uh, couple of days. But um, we shoot the bear away. Uh, he left. Um, and then... I gathered my things and packed up the uh, rest of my gear from the shelter and uh, we left. So it's very uneventful, but still exciting. <laughs> it's still nice. Yeah, it's exciting, right? It's, yeah. You know, I I, uh, I grew up in living in the mountains. We were not too far from the Appalachians. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would sleep at night. I had an out, outdoor deck and I had a collie sleep that slept with me and I well, I woke up one night in the middle of the night, and I left my window open. My do- my dog was screaming his bloody head off, and I looked up, and there was a bear sticking his head in the window. <laughs> just a curious bear. Right? Yeah, they're just curious, you know. They're harmless, but they're curious. Well, listen, we got we got to take a break, but uh, I'm gonna come back and talk about some of the principles you employ while we're hiking, and then we'll, maybe we'll get into your social media life. Sounds great. Hmm. 
Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast, and my guest, Johnny Osborne. So, Johnny, I looked at your two YouTube channel, as well as your TikTok channel, but it, m- m- most of your, your, your YouTube channel is the one that's got like 1.5 million or 1.15 million, I forget, followers. It's, it's a pretty impressive following. And I looked at some of your videos, and you often talk about the leave-no-trace principles of hiking in the wilderness. Can you uh, tell my audience about that? Absolutely. Um, And I'll even take it a step further than leave no trace, which is responsible stewardship. And those values are deeply rooted in that together we can foster ethics to make all of our public lands cleaner and a better place for everyone. And we'll do that through education, uh, you know, education through action, whether it's digitally, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or just physically going out and volunteering. Um, you want to be an advocate. You want to raise awareness um, of the issues of our public land. Uh, sorry, you want to raise awareness of the issues our public lands face, and use our reach to become a part of the solution. Um, donate, uh, give with a purpose, either financially or physically, and know your impact. Be prepared and know what to expect. And the last uh, of those ethics: uh, take action. Uh, which is to volunteer in the park. There's several, so many volunteer programs that um, the park offers um, that you can be a part of to help to give back to the park. And all of that's uh, all tied together to recreating responsibly. Cool. And there's some fundamental principles of leave no trace, right? Uh, There sure are. There are seven principles to leave no trace. Um, I can share those if you like, but um, well, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good to educate if you can do it quickly. You know that I think that it's all, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So um, plan ahead and prepare is always one of my favorites. Uh, you always want to you know prepare for your hike before you go your backpacking trip. Uh, you want to uh, two is travel and camp on durable surfaces. Three dispose of waste properly, and that's really a huge issue in the Smokies. Uh, four, leave what you find. Uh, number five, minimize campfire impacts. Uh, six, respect the wildlife. And seven is to be considerate of others. Which we have a problem with sometimes too, right? <laughs> we, we definitely do. We definitely do. Well, yeah, they went, I think they had to close down a popular park because people were not being considerate, right, recently. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah, it was a real shame that, yeah, they were just abusing it so badly that it was getting ruined and we had to close it down, so. Yeah, that was, uh, what, Max Patch, I think, right? Yeah, Max Patch is a popular one, not too far yep. from Maggie, so, yeah, I think they closed it down for the whole year, right? So uh, They closed it down at sunset, and it's opened back up at sunrise. Is it? Oh, they wouldn't let camping. That was that people would camp. Yeah. And they were just abusing it badly, camping, ruining it, leaving it track. It ended up being a big college party scene area and it was getting trashed every weekend um several friends of mine would go up there and weekend after weekend after weekend and just carry out loads and loads and loads of trash yeah and so something had to be done Uh, it has to be a culture of it you know when i went i I went to burning man believe it or not right Mm -hmm. and they do that they had like when i went there i don't know what how many people we have now but i did it in like 2002 when i was young enough to walk around half naked um, <laughs> maybe a little bit more than half naked, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but we, that's for another, that's for another story. Um, <laughs> but, uh, they would have 30,000 people out in the desert bringing in camping and everything else. But when they left, they left it pristine and they actually went, you know, inch by inch over that whole property getting rid of anything that might have been left behind. So it's a a culture of it. Yeah. So it's important to have, be advocates for, you know, taking care of our resources. So I I think I appreciate you doing that so consistently in in your, in your, in your work. So, yeah. And speaking of that, I want to plug the uh, Save Our Smokies real quick. They are doing a huge event on April the 23rd. It's Earth Day weekend that weekend. Um, they are, um, the plan is to clean the entire Smoky Mountains National Park. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the registration for this event opens, uh, starts today, March the 1st. Um, And you can register for this at saveoursmokies.org. 
And at the end of the day, that day, we're going to, they're going to provide food and drinks and live music for all the volunteers. And the goal that day is to remove 5,000 pounds of litter from the park and remove as much graffiti as possible. So it's going to be a super fun day. I'm definitely going. And I would encourage anybody else that loves the Smokies, come on out. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, you said that's April 23rd, right? April 23rd. I'll try, you know, that's a, that's around that um, that fishing event, I think. So maybe I'll, I'll try to fish yeah. a little bit and then come down and go to that, too. So, awesome. I'd love to meet you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be great. So, obviously, you are very passionate about the hiking community. So, so what are the positive impacts for you? Uh, you know that you find the the, uh, um, the hiking community, like personally, socially, physically, mentally. What what is being part of that community? What are the the positive impacts? Um, gosh, I guess the positive impacts that I'm I'm seeing or what I like to be a part of is just you know getting back and um, being that voice of information, you know, given back in a sense that uh, I can provide some knowledge that may be beneficial to someone that hasn't been out and hasn't hiked as, as much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I just like, I mean, I can talk for hours and hours about hiking to, to, to new people, you know, well, well you know, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to be, I've started doing more hiking, you know, mm-hmm. even in the, you know, even in the the get go, I'm starting to notice that you know legs are working a little bit better from just you know doing. I want to do a lot more of it. I've only been at a, a neophyte of it, but uh, and there is, seems to be also it's also a community. Hikers know each other and you know and, and communicate right. And there's clubs and things like that. Yeah, yeah, there are. Um, and one of the things, uh, see here, one of the things that um, I'm really super proud of is this Facebook group that I created about four years ago, three, four years ago, five years ago, maybe hiking the Smokies. Um, yeah. It's just a real fun um, group of people, very knowledgeable of um, what's going on, trail conditions, um, things like that. Um, you know, I've been a member and I didn't know there was you. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, th- I think there's like eighty five thousand members now. You're pretty quite big, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. So, so um, you know, as someone born and raised in the Smoky Mountains myself, I'm always interested in how people acquire their their skills, especially in the computer things. How did you learn about your social media skills? Did you just do it yourself? Did you go to college? What did you do? Um, you know, it's <laughs> I'm still learning social media skills. <laughs> well, that, they change it every day. You're never going to stop. Let oh me tell gosh. you, I've been yeah, on this bandwagon for a long yeah. time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The algorithms change so frequently. It's like, so what's in now? You know, is it Instagram Reels? Is it photos? Is it you know, sports? I mean, what's 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 the thing? What's the new craze now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so just I, you know, one of the things I tell people is that. You know, teaching yourself is the best way with, mm-hmm. especially with computers in general, you know, and, uh, you know, because it's really, a, it's it's an, an amalgam of human mind and thought and getting in there and understanding that at that level is much better for you than trying to learn rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things I want to do this year, and it's something that's been on my mind for quite a while, is I want to create more educational YouTube content. And if anything, just for the betterment of the hiking community, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's really so hard to compete um, with the larger YouTube channels, and the, it's hard to be it's hard to be seen sometimes as a small YouTuber. Right. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you got to put that in perspective. Most of us yeah. think a small YouTuber is, mm-hmm. you know, a, a few hundred or a few thousand. And they think of them as well as a small YouTuber. You're a big YouTuber, most people think. <laughs> Once you hit that million million mark, you, you're 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 of interest anyway. So, well, cool. Um, I, w- I wanted to talk about some of the accomplishments and and so people know, you know, sort of. Uh, the fun things that you can do. And so you are a South Beyond 6,000 finisher. What's that? It's a Southern Sixer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, I love that challenge. That was one of my most favorite challenges. And how I kind of got to this, to doing this, the South Beyond 6000 was, um, I was wrapping up my Smokies 900 miler map and I was thinking about what I wanted to do next. And the idea of uh, the South Beyond 6000 came to me after reading an article online about this challenge and I was reading about how hard it was. And I thought, well, that's kind of up my alley. I like to do hard, hard challenges. But um, I had one little issue, though, that kind of worried me a little bit. And I, I know how to use a map. And I know how to use a compass and all that good stuff. But I wasn't okay with just, you know, mediocre, right? I wanted to know more. I wanted to know, because I know a lot of those 6,000 foot peaks are off trail hikes. And so I really wanted to brush up on my knowledge of reading uh, a map and compass. And so I reached out to my friend, Lane DeCoste, who's a Haywood County Search and Rescue team member. And he was holding an off, or he was about to hold an off, advanced off-trail hiking, sorry, an off-trail navigation class. Um, so I reached out to him and uh, signed up for that. It was a wonderful um, two-day overnight trip at Max Patch. And one of the biggest and most helpful takeaways from this uh, class from him was that it gave me the confidence that I needed to go out and do these off-trail hikes and climb these mountains because there aren't trails to these summits. Wow. Like, so how many how like. many how many mountains did you have to climb to achieve this uh, finish? There was like they're they're all six thousand or more in height, right? Yeah, they are. It's a it, um, there's forty. Well, there's more than forty, but there's forty that's uh, designated by the Carolina Mountain Club uh, for this challenge. So there's forty six thousand foot summits. So it's forty hikes you got to go climb a mountain mm-hmm. to finish. Yeah. Well, how long did it take you? I think I did them in about a year, maybe less than a year. Cool. Well, that's like one, almost one every week, every, every week. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. Fabulous. Cool. And a few of those I did, you know, like um, the uh, Black Mountain Crest Trail. I did like, I think there's five peaks on that trail. So I did those five that weekend or well, that day I did two more the day before the day after. I can't remember which. So you know, I dropped a few out each weekend. Cool. Well, we got to take another break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some of these other fun accomplishments and then get into a little bit about more about your social media and stuff like that. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Johnny Osborne. So, Johnny, you've done some amazing different hikes. You mentioned the Black Mountain Crest Trail. We've had some peaks on it. What was that event? Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. Um, (laughs) I love that trail. I love that hike. Um, I started out, (laughs) first off, it's called the March of Death. Black Mountain Crest Trail is the March of Death. It was one of those crazy weekends. It was a solo hike for me. I didn't really know what to expect. And I've heard the trail was super brutal. And it kind of was. Um, so I packed my back, my backpack for an overnight trip just in case I ran into any issues or couldn't finish it as a day hike. But I didn't. I finished it as a day hike. But started at Bowling Creek and I hiked it all the way through to uh, Mount Mitchell. Um, I think I... Like I said, I think earlier, I think it's five or six, six thousand foot summits. Yeah, there's some ropes on the on the trail. You have to kind of used to pull yourself up. Um, but Gosh. <laughs> it was amazing though. I love, the views up there are just unlike anywhere else. It's so beautiful. Wow. And I'm hoping to go back again, maybe the next next month. Well, yeah, that that sounds that sounds like if I, there's ropes you have to pull up, I'm probably not yeah. going with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so, it's so crazy. And then you did the Great Smoky Mountains National Park 900 mile, which is doing mm-hmm. all the all the trails in the Smoky Mountain National Park, right? 900 yes. miles of trails. Yeah. And did you do a good time? Um, I did it in about a little over a year, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't in any hurry to, to do it or anything, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's kind of fun. And I'm doing a second one, sort of. I'm not really said it's official, but 
about halfway through with the second one, but wow. yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm just going out on a weekend or whatever, and I'll make I may go out and do a backpacking trip or just a short day hike and highlight that trail when I'm done. Cool. One uh, cool you- thing about that too is um, I just checked the the stats a, a couple of weeks ago. There's 733 members of the 900 Mile Club. Wow, so that's, that's super cool. It's a it's a small crowd. Now you've also done the foothills through trail through hike. What is that? Yeah, um, the foothills trail goes from uh, Table Rock to uh, Coney State Park. Um, took off a few days from work to solo hike uh, through hike this trail. Such a bougie trail. Loved it. It was the well maintained through and through. Um, gosh, it was such a delight to hike, and I would totally hike that trail anytime again. And a fun story about that hike. Uh, my first day on the hike, I was uh, I had planned to, my campsite uh, long before I went. But um, on the trail, I was hiking along, and this storm came up, this huge storm. And I'm like, well, I'm not where I want to be for camp. So I ducked into this little spot and hung my tarp and my hammock and cooked dinner and hung my food bag and changed clothes, went to bed, got next morning, packed up, and started hiking and come to find out I was 0.2 miles from where I wanted to be in the first place. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's my luck. That's, my that's luck. your luck, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to have that story, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, I was slipping. I was sleeping on the one side of the mountain where it was supposed to be. It was just on the other. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, so have you, I, I mean, you've done a lot in the Smokies. I, I assume you've done the Appalachian Trail, right? I have not. You have not. Okay. I have not. Yeah, that's that's one on your bucket list, right? Um, gosh, you know. <laughs> nah. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I really don't have a desire to uh-huh. hike the AT, but I've hiked so many sections of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you've I, hiked maybe, another, maybe one day. You've hiked in other places across the United States, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've hiked. Oh, my gosh. I've hiked in so many states and so many countries. Um, what's 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 one highlight of those that you you, you can recommend? Of the other of the hikes states? besides the Smokies, yeah. Um, yeah, I went to the Rockies last year. It's my first time to the Rockies, and um, that was really a neat experience out there because, well, I went in the fall, so seeing those aspen trees it was such a delight. Those things are so beautiful, um, and those alpine lakes. For one, they're beautiful, but two, it's no joke getting to them because they're over 10,000 feet, right? Mm. So you're climbing a lot to get to them. So, But it was worth it. Every bit of it was worth it. Um, and one of my last hikes um, in Colorado was to Quandary Peak, which is a 14,271-foot summit. Oh and God. I was just... I mean, when I got to the summit, I was just really overjoyed with happiness. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, I literally cried. In fact, if you watch my YouTube video of this, I'm, I'm bawling at the top. And I, in fact, I edged a lot of it out because I'm like, can't believe it. It's just it was so humbling to be there. It was just wow. so cool. Well, talking about your YouTube, you, um, you, on social media, you call yourself an encourager, not mm-hmm. an influencer. Why do you differentiate? That's a really good question. Um, to me, and in my opinion, to influence is to persuade someone into something. Or, and most influencers, in my opinion, are selling something or pushing something on you. Um, as an encourager, it's kind of like coaching. You know, I've hiked thousands of miles. And in my mind, I believe that anyone can hike any single trail that I've hiked. I mean, there's absolutely no reason they can't. You know, all it is is one step at a time, and it's at your own pace. And that's the key word, at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, to me, it's about supporting them or to motivate, be motivated. Um, whereas to influence is to control or manipulate something or someone. So I try to be like a coach or be the good advice or, you know, I'm, I'm just today, you know, commenting on a friend of mine's post that's working on a 900-mile map. And I'm like, 
hey, so proud of you. Keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that says you, a lot. Uh, do, you, uh, do you feel do you feel like you're making an impact in the community? Have you seen any stories of how you've impacted it by that sort of differentiation? Um, you know, from time to time, I might see someone that I've you know encouraged along the way reach that goal. I mean, it's really hard. To, it's hard to say if you know how it. You know what they're what's in their mind or what what they're doing, what they're going through. But um, you know, I just think it's just gratifying to coach others and give them encouragement, mm-hmm. keep motivating them to keep going, um, going after something that maybe they had doubts about you know, that first hike or that first overnight trip in the Smokies or wherever it may be. Um, I, I do get some feedback, but not 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 a whole lot. Right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you have you know, you have um, a large following, and uh, you know, on you know, on Twitter, you have some Facebook and YouTube. Definitely, you've got it. Um, is there you know these platforms? Uh, you know, there's a lot of businesses use them, and, and like you said, influencers trying to sell something. But for people that are not necessarily wanting to sell anything, but to encourage people to build communities, do you have any particular tips or secrets you'd like to share with them to help build their communities? Gosh, you know, I'm, I'm always hunting for somewhere to add value on the social media platforms, you know, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. But mm-hmm. um, I think to grow these platforms, you know, to me, what's worked for me is just being consistent with content. You know, create fresh, new, and here's the keyword in my mind, is relatable content. If I can create content that's relatable to the person watching it or searching for it, then they're most likely going to follow or subscribe or whatever. So I just try to create content daily that's relatable. Mm-hmm. Have you found any formats of the content that, that makes it more viral or more watchable or, or get more views than uh, than uh, than other types of formats? Right now, Instagram Reels has absolutely taken off. I mean, they're, right now, Instagram Reels, there's, there aren't any advertisements on Instagram Reels, so it's kind of like a, an open market. They're, Instagram's kind of opened up their platform to go, hey, we need content creators to come on and create Reels and if you'll create reels for us, we'll promote your videos and you get tons of likes and tons of views. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy how it works. Um, same with YouTube shorts. And I think there's another platform that I forget what they're called. I don't remember them all, but you just have to kind of have to go with what's trending right now. It's not going to be like open forever. Instagram reels isn't, but right now mm-hmm. it's, wide open for the for the taking hmm. i might check it i might check that out or my wife well she loves instagram so you have something called base camp chat what is that okay yeah base camp chat um i was a guest on um the hot podcast with uh, Lori prima and also on the podcast jester section hikes hosted by um julie gayhart and we had so much fun chatting about our adventures and along with uh, Benny Braden, we started Basecamp Chat two years ago with a four-episode season one. And we talked about anything from our fears while out on the trail to, you know, advice that we would give uh, to a listener that it may be their first time hiking or their first time backpacking. And um, Basecamp Chat was just, the feedback was phenomenal. So we brought it back for a season two. We have uh, already recorded season or episode one and two. Uh, episode one is out already. Um, season two will be, or episode two will be out, I think, this week or next. Um, but our objective here was just to create a fun educational atmosphere about hiking or the outdoors mm-hmm. um, for the listeners, just to make the content relatable. And one cool thing, though, our fourth and last show of season two will be live. Uh, so we'll be fielding uh, questions and comments from our listeners. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Live interaction is always good. Yeah. 
Sometimes it could also. <laughs> yeah, well, it can go south. You have to get the right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sometimes you may not want to answer that question. Yeah. Well, do you think uh, social media is a good way, one, to learn about this, the Great Smoky Mountains, and two, uh, to promote it? Um, yeah, I think if you're wanting to, you know, go out and hike or spend time in the Smokies, um, it's good to do some homework. Of course, the number one principle, leave no trace, is plan and prepare. So, you know, go online and study the trail. And one one cool thing about the Hiking the Smokies Facebook group is um, if you're wanting to hike a trail in the Smokies, go and do a search in that group for that trail and see what feedback you, you may get back. Uh, you're going to see that out of 85,000 members, somebody's hiked the trail you're looking for recently. <laughs> and yeah. You're going to get the most current up-to-date trail conditions that you wouldn't get from, you know, any other website. It's kind of almost, it's not live, but it's, you know, days or weeks old, con- you know, yeah. information. And it's always helpful. Cool. Yeah. Well, we got to take another break. Uh, and then we come back, we'll finish up with some of the other things that you're doing and, uh, and some, and, and, uh, some shout outs. Okay. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Johnny Osborne. So, Johnny, uh, you're involved with a place called Blackberry Farm and Mountain Resort in East Tennessee. Now, it's a beautiful place. It's also become a fairly large enterprise. Didn't they just buy Wyndham uh, Resorts? Uh, I heard the, the mill that they might have. Right. Uh, the resort, Wyndham had its own separate resort business and uh so I we my my company actually used to do some content for them and I thought uh, I, it wasn't a great vine that they had so I was pretty surprised. But can you tell us about the Blackberry Farm and Mountain Resort? Sure, absolutely. Um, as far as that Wyndham, I don't I, I don't know if they have or not. Um, yeah. But we have Blackberry Farm, Blackberry Mountain, and over in the Cashers we have Highampton Inn. Um, it's all a family owned luxury resort hotel. Mm-hmm. Blackberry Farm, Blackberry Mountains, right at the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains um, in Wallen, Tennessee. And I've been with the company for seven years. I'm an information technology manager at Blackberry Mountain. And like I said earlier, the property butts up against the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So a few steps away, I'm in the park. Super, super cool. And you have like a brewery there and all that. We do. Yeah, we have brewery. we're getting ready to open up a food a restaurant there at the brewery. So it's happening, I think, in April. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, I um, I heard, I read recently that where you said your goal is to create memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, while also promoting and perpetuating the park's legacy. Is that a fair depiction of your quote? It is. Yeah, I feel like that we cherish our memories, and mm-hmm. I want to encourage others to go out and create those memorable experiences while in the Smokies. Really anywhere, but for me here in the Smokies. But to go a step further, but also preserving the park's history by creating the generational sustainability. And this goes back to responsible stewardship, recreating responsibly. Um, and the objectives are just to go to the park, uh, go visit the park, and create those lifelong memories with friends and family. Mm-hmm. But leave the park better than you found it. Right. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. You know, the um, one of the intentions of the metal arc and why we built a heritage center and everything else is to create memorable experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. One is you know it's my heritage, and I you know I want to have people have those flashbulb memories of something wonderful happening for them. But two, from a marketing standpoint, if you market where you're creating memorable experiences, you actually create uh, better brand loyalty and more better revisited intention. So it's both practical and good for people, for companies to, 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 to try to create those memorable experiences. And so that is our ethics. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate what you're doing there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
So you're actually a wide variety in another outdoor things besides hiking, right? Um, so what are some other good adventurous uh, locations to do things besides hiking that you enjoy in the, in the Smoky Mountains? Um, I love to mountain bike, uh, road cycle. Uh, of course, I said running earlier, I love to run. I'm also a kayaker. Uh, <laughs> anything, anything outside. Well, what's your what's your favorite mountain biking spot the most focused? Yeah. Um we have a spot here in Knoxville called Iams. It's at the um see it's part of the Legacy Parks Foundation part there in South Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And um I love going there to ride. One of my other favorite places in Knoxville is Makers Creek. And um it's two types of riding. So Iams is more like cross country riding, whereas like Makers Creek is downhill riding with big massive jumps mm-hmm. uh, both are super fun but you know you pick and choose how you feel that day now there's also a brand new mountain biking area that just recently opened a uh, later part of last year um, in townsend and that's called the hollow mm-hmm. i haven't been yet but um as soon as the weather breaks stops raining dries out want to go check it out how about the north carolina side any place that you like to go um i yeah, there are. Um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Um, oh my gosh, there's a place over there that I went a few years ago. Uh, spent some time riding uh, Dupont. Okay, the, the Dupont area. Um, lots of really good riding over there. I loved it, and I really can't wait to go back and do that some more. There's so much. Of course, like here, there's just, you're riding up a mountain to ride down for. <laughs> you spend an hour riding up, you know, trying to pedal up a mountain to ride down. Yeah, well, just think you get to you work to get up, and then you get to enjoy it coming down. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. So, you rock climb. What's your favorite rock climbing spot? Oh, yeah, I do like to rock climb. Uh, it's something I used to do with my friends years and years ago, and I kind of picked it back up about two or three years ago. I don't even know why I picked it back up, but I enjoy it. It's like. To me, it's kind of like solving a puzzle or working a puzzle. You know, each hand hold and each foot move is like putting a piece of a puzzle together. But um, that's just a new challenge for me. But my favorite uh, spot to climb is uh, Obed. It's one of my favorite areas to go. Go there quite often. Um, there's a place in Knoxville, um, also at Iams, um, that uh, I'll go and climb. It's an established uh, climbing destination by the mm-hmm. Legacy Park Foundation. It's bolted, which is super cool. Um, it's a lot crowded in the summertime. But, mm-hmm. So um, I pick and choose. I go there, go to the climbing gym. Um, cool. Yeah. So what uh, if somebody wants to, you got so many things to shout out. What's, why don't you shout out your how people will follow you, uh, find out more about you, things like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Johnny on Trail, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, the same, uh, Facebook, YouTube, the same, Johnny on the Trail. Uh, or you can search for Johnny Osborne on Facebook. I'm on there as well. You can grab me that way too. And you have a link tree, right? Um, I do. Yeah. It's on my, I think it's on my Instagram page. Okay. So you go to the Instagram, look for Johnny yeah. Osborne, Johnny on the Trail, and then find your link tree. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you, you're doing uh, some interesting stuff in social media. Uh, you're doing merch, mer- merchandise, but you're yeah, actually donating it all to the to park charity. Is that right? Yeah, we sure are. Um, we It was an idea that I had thought of a while back. It took quite a bit of time to get some things together for it. But um, after talking to uh, some of my group's admins um, about creating some sort of fundraiser, we decided to do get to some you know some mer- different types of merchandise and have all that uh, profit that we raised from that go to nonprofits and the idea really took off quickly um so we designed a logo and we came up with some clever wording and the wording is really cool it's together we are together we are hiking the smokies mm-hmm. and that's what's on our shirt together we are hiking smokies and that was meant to represent that the community. That's meant to represent the community as a whole. That together we are supporting the park, and that together we are supporting the nonprofits. And together, you're also building a community that's enjoying it. So that's fabulous. absolutely, yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This Absolutely. I, I look forward to, to maybe hiking with you some point. That'd be All great. Right. Sounds good. This is the um, Gateways to the Smoky podcast, and you can find out more about this uh, at smokiesadventure.com, and there's a, a link to the Gateways to the Smokies podcast on the top of the menu bar. You also go to facebook.com slash gateway to the Smokies podcast where we have these live broadcasts as well as some of the old shows and posts about things going on in, in the Smoky Mountains. Now, we're part of talkradio.nyc network. It's a network of live podcasts every day, seven days a week, um, that uh, has a vast variety of shows ranging from self-help to travel to, um, to small business and big business, marketing, you know, you know Dogs and cats, health. So I, I recommend you look at the uh, go to the talkradio.nyc and look up the shows. You can listen live while you're there to whatever's going on, and uh, and it, and it's a really fulfilling uh, effort. Um, this um, I actually have two podcasts on this network. I have another one about uh, content and marketing called Wise Content Creates Wealth on Sundays on on Fridays from uh, noon until um, till. To, to one. Uh, and I hope you come visit that. And of course, this podcast, Gateway of the Smokies, runs on Tuesdays from six to seven. I look forward to seeing you next week. And thank you very much for listening.